Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine does them, I will liken to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Matthew 7:24. Welcome, beloved, to another edition of God's Word with God's chosen servant, Reverend Amos Darko. Reverend Amos Darko is anointed to inspire you with an anointed teaching and preaching of God's Word without to add practical examples. Get ready as he ministers the Word of God for today. Resource department. 
So I must leave the counter. This time I'm not only dealing with only my customers, but I'm dealing with workers as well. So all the people in my office are under me. So whilst I'm talking to these people, I'm still talking to some of my customers. Talking to this, talking to this. Then later you are promoted as the, the branch manager of that bank. This time, you are not just a teller. You are not just a, a human resource department. You are not a departmental head. This time, you are the overall head over that branch. And your work becomes more than being a teller. Is it true of us? And that's what a lot of you do. Your work can wake you up as early as 4.35. You must be on the run. Go and work. Go and work. Kill yourself. Then you close around 5.36. By the time you get home, it's almost 8.39. Because of traffic. Another, <laughs> another labor on the road. So you get home very late. So you come and eat. By 10 you are going to bed. Latest by 4.30 you must be up and going. And some of you have been doing this for over 10 years now. But let me tell you. Killing yourself for your boss. Killing yourself for your company. Then one day, a strange disease called stroke hits you. Your mouth is dead. Your hands are twisted. Your legs are not just as it is. And you do like this. And somebody drives you to the company to go and apply for sick leave. And they give you two years to recover. Do you know that if you are working in the company and you, are, you, you fall sick, they give you two years to recover. After two years, if you are not fit for the job, they replace you. Yeah. It is different from sick leave. That's for minor illness and health challenges. Like your head, you have some a very serious thing. They give you two years to recover. If after two years you don't recover, they suck you. And they give you a compensation. I think they give you what? Compensation. Like 5,000 cities. Pastor Hoyarie, thank you. God bless you for working with us. And you will not even, they will not give you the letter. But by the time you realize they are, they, they, they are calling people for interview. To come and sit on that very same seat you were sitting there. And now you move out. And you now begin to chase God. Because he's the fool. He's the useless one. Then you now begin to chase him for healing. God, please heal me. God, heal me. God, that time your mouth is not straight. God, heal me. God, heal me. And you are praying that God will heal you. Then God will ask you, what did you use your strength for? A lot of you, I can confidently tell you that the work you are doing, that's, that's the same one I wanted to pray. Let, 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 let's read it. Mark, Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13. Matthew 5, 13. That's, that's, that's it. Oh, quickly, let's do this. Verse number 13. 
Sunday, the first is I can't hear you, please. It's, it's being recorded. So read it. Matthew chapter 5, the verse number 13. Quickly. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, and if the salt loses its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? How can we restore the saltiness? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out. It is no longer good for anything except it be thrown out. Another version. And trampled under people. God bless you. Another version, King James. NIV. Okay, NIV. Let's see it. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness. If the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? How can you make it salty again? It is no longer good for anything. It is no longer good for anything. I said be thrown out and trampled under. NIV. And okay, King James. You are the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. But if the salt have lost its savour, mm-hmm. where shall it be salted? Mm-hmm. It is therefore good for nothing. But to be cast out mm-hmm. and to be trodden under foot of men. So this morning, this, this, the title for my message is Am I Good for Nothing? Am I Good for Nothing? It's a question you must ask yourself. As you are seated right now listening to me, ask yourself Am I Good for Nothing? You are the salt of the earth. But there is a problem because the problem arises when the salt loses its saltiness. How can you restore the a salt which has lost its saltiness? It is but good for nothing. But you and I will bear witness that salt is the most important ingredient in every food. Whatever you put in a food or in the preparation of a food, minus salt is cost 90. Is it true? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's fear food. <laughs> so know that you can prepare a French rice brown rice yellow rice base rice braised rice it's a, it's a rice braised white rice is angamo oh I never knew saffron saffron rice and watch your rice right your rice is rice but know that if you can prepare all these food without the presence of that white brother called salt, it is good for nothing. Some women have lost their marriage because of salt, which is the, 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 the less expensive item. Because if you think mantos is more expensive than salt, but when you put in mantos and you don't put salt, it is good for nothing. A whole bowl of rice has been put into the dustbin. 
because of the absence of salt. And there are some of the salt, the more you put in, the more you don't feel the taste. Not all the Adango, but some of the Adango. It's Adango. Adango. Ingo. Ming salt. Yes. It's a gang word. Ingo. Ingo. And you use the ink. Those of you did gang. And there are some of these salts you can put in as many as you can and still you don't feel it. You, 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 don't, you don't feel it. What it means is that that salt has lost its saltiness. And so usually your mother will throw that one away and go and buy an apuna. Or you too. level of that salt has reduced. And sometimes you don't need too much salt to make a food salty. Just a little. Sometimes when you, when you prepare soup and you don't put in salt, when you taste it, this, this is different. But when you, when you put in some little salt and you taste it, so, wow. No sweet. And the funny thing, I didn't know this until today, that God is saying that the earth, as you see, is a food I'm preparing. And the salt I am putting in is you. So are the salt. You are the salt. That is why Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt. God strategically placed us in certain places, in certain villages, in certain towns. I don't know whether it's a village or it's a town. Well, but I, I, I will say it's a city because I want Afyama to be a city. Like Accra. Is that what we mean? And God intentionally placed some of you here so that when somebody tastes you, Wow, this thing is sweet. When you cook rice, I swear those of you don't know how to cook rice. When you cook rice, I assure you, there are a lot of the ladies they don't know how to cook rice. It's like let's give them a microphone. <laughs> how do you prepare rice? You. What, 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 are, what are the steps? Give me the steps. This is not biblical. This is the the, the nutritious steps in preparing. Rice. What is the first thing you have to do if you want to prepare rice? Use the microphone. And you have the right to use your lifeline. If you are, if you need any help, you can call somebody. Yes. <laughs> you fetch water into the saucepan. And you do it. Oh, I'm listening. Abigail. I can't hear you. Then you place the water on fire. Then you do it. Hey. Are you are you preparing um, French rice or braised rice? What rice are you preparing? 
It's wrong. It's wrong. It's, it's very wrong. How can you put water? Are you boiling hot water? So you don't know how to prepare rice. You don't know. As if it was exams, I'll give you minus five. Yes. That, that thing is wrong, but you still owe me five. Because yeah. the first question you should have asked back is, what type of rice are we cooking? You are cooking jollof rice and you are putting water on fire. You are, you are putting some small amount of oil. So, understand when I say there are a lot of the ladies, they don't know how to cook rice. Some of you think you know. But you don't know. You are just a, you are just a duplicate of your mother. Oh yes. How your mother cooks is exactly how you cook. Yeah. So if your mother is a bad cook, expect that you are also... Yes. You don't know how to cook rice. And so know that, listen, when cooking rice, you don't put the salt in the rice and mix it up. Some of you do that. Usually the stubborn salt which takes time to dissolve. The water will dry up and the salt will be in the food. You don't know. So whilst you think you are, you are, you are eating rice, you'll be chewing salt plus rice. How many of you have felt it before? Yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus said that you are the salt of the earth. But when you lose your saltiness, you are good for nothing. And a lot of you, that's how you are becoming it now. Gradually, you are becoming good for nothing. You are good though. It's not that you are not good. You are good. But it's for nothing. Good for nothing. So I want you to ask yourself, am I good for nothing? And you are the best person who can answer this question. Am I good for nothing? What value is God getting from you? What is your value to the kingdom of God and the work of God? Ask yourself this question. Because, you know, listen, you can, you can escape the question. You can escape. Like, when, when you are writing exams, usually you have, when the question paper is given to you, you see, answer question one and any other two. And you have five questions. So you are answering three out of the two, two of us. Then they will write on top of it, question one carries 40 marks. Then the other questions carry 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And you need 60 in examination to pass. And only sometimes the questions you don't know, those are the questions that carry higher marks. And you have to answer question one and any other two. Now, when the paper is in your custody, what I mean is that when the paper is with you, you have the right to do whatever you want to do, two of us. But know that there is coming a time the papers will be taken from you. And the papers would have to be marked. 
and your results would have be would have to be sent to you and sanctions would have to be applied and that's where the problem begins and so now that your life is in your hands i'm asking you is it good for nothing what are you using your life for of your parents' life was good for nothing. Because nothing about them cared about God. God was their, their lives were minus God. And you are also growing up. And you want to take after them? So what does it mean when somebody says that am I, am I, am I good for nothing? What does it mean? If you can understand what it means by good for nothing. When you say somebody is good for nothing. If you can understand what it means, then maybe I think you can find your way out. Do you want to know it? Do you want to know what it means when somebody says you are good for nothing? Number one. Number one. When somebody says you are good for nothing, number one, it means that am I beautiful for nothing? Am I beautiful for nothing? Many of you are beautiful, very beautiful and very handsome. But ask yourself, why did the manufacturer of Toyota Hayes molded the car in that particular shape? Was it for nothing that he molded? He gave the model of that car in that particular model. What was the the the, the manufacturer? Of BMW trying to seek the saloon car, what was he after? What was he looking for? By molding the car in that particular way, is the model of the car for nothing? So, if you tell me that the man called Toyota, molded Toyota Camry to suit the particular thing or idea he had in mind. Then what makes you think God created you to be beautiful for nothing? You are not beautiful for nothing. There is a reason for your handsomeness and your beauty. There is a reason. But what are you using your handsomeness for? My sister, what are you using your beauty for? Am I good for nothing? Am I so... What it means is that the word good, eh? what it means is that am I beautiful for nothing? And some of you, from the way things are going, your beauty is becoming useless. Because out of your beauty, not even one gentleman has followed you to know Christ. the guys that follow you, you show them to the door where you fornicate. That's what you are using your beauty for. Am I beautiful for nothing? Is there no reason why I'm beautiful? Stand in the mirror and ask yourself that question. For you to know you are beautiful, compare yourself to other people. Sometimes there are people who say they are women. 
when you look at them and you look at yourself, you you realize that God has been very faithful and very merciful to you. Oh yes. And yet people use their beauty to insult useless girl like you, dirty girl, ugly. Please. I'm not even supposed to talk to a thing like you, a thing. The best pronoun I should use to describe you is it. Not, not she. That's the worst of a lady. She call you it. Oh yeah, come back over Are you a lady? What do you have? Look at me. Then you do like this. Look at me. Every part of your body is flat. It's as if a, a deeper track has passed on you. You too, you call yourself a lady. And so you realize that the beauty that God gave you is, is rather for insults. It's making you proud. And not rather drawing people to him. Nobody has got to know Christ because of you. How many people, how many people can you say that, oh, I help this person to know Jesus? There are some people they will never follow Jesus Christ, they will follow you. You didn't hear what I said. I said there are some people they will follow you. They will never follow Jesus. When you do it, they won't follow. And they can't follow. They want to follow you because of your beauty. And so you realize that there is a spell on them because of the way you are. And they want to just follow you. So you have, you as the, the master driver or the one in charge must lead them to Christ. That is your work. So Paul said, follow me. I, I, know, I know you can't follow Jesus. So you follow me as I follow Jesus. And so you realize that come, I need three people, come. I am following Jesus. Right? And these three people are following me. They, nah, they don't even know Jesus and they don't have any relationship with him. But let's know. I am following Jesus and Jesus said, oh, me, I'm going to wear the microphone. And me too, I said, me too, I'm going. Then you too. How are you going? You are going. When I go to Jesus, I'm going to wear the offering bonus. So, <laughs> who are you following? You are following me. Every time I'm following Jesus, then Jesus, oh, I'm going to the altar. They are coming. So, are they following Jesus? No, I'm asking you a question. Are they following Jesus? Yes. But the truth is that, in reality, who are they really following? Me. So, Paul said, follow me. Even as I follow Jesus. So, you realize that there are some people, thank you. There are some people in your life. They will never, they, they don't know any pastor to learn from, but they will learn from you. There are some people they want to follow you. Wherever you step, they want to step there. Because they, they, they trust you, they believe you. And yet, with all your beauty, there's no one person you have brought to Christ. Some of you call you a man come for. You understand a man come for. You understand a man come for. We try. What it means when we say a man come, <laughs> you don't know. 
Why not? You know. Some of you, you are like a bee. Wherever, wherever, where, oh, sorry, you are like a honey. Wherever you go, bees gather. They, they, when you're around, and I was talking to one of my boys. He just got employment. And he said, when I, when I got to the school, anytime I sit around, then all the ladies, Come around. Hey! See this boy. Is that even the headmaster was angry? <laughs> the way that every, all the, the female teachers are, are coming to your class. What are they coming to do in your class? Uh, I've I realized that is you got, when you were not here, they, everybody will be in their class. The moment you came now, so now the headmaster is supervising his class. It's more than you come and pass and say, Which teacher is there? And is some of them are moved by your handsomeness. And with ladies like that, when you tell them, oh, Let's go to church easily, you will not explain. You don't have to explain anything, they will follow you, they will follow you. Is there anybody like that in your life? <laughs> there are some of the ladies who I'm telling you because of your handsomeness when you say sleep they will sleep. Oh yes. Sleep they will sleep. Wake up they will wake up. Squat they will squat. Kneel down they will kneel down. Lift up your two hands they will lift up your two hands. When they come to church with you, and the person says, Oh, if you want to give your life to Jesus, then you look at them and you do like this. They'll say, Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. They will come and give their life to you because of you. And yet, a lot of you are beautiful for nothing. Look at this makeup. It is cost 90. Wasted. That is why gradually you are becoming ugly. Because the thing is changing. Oh yes, yes. There is a, there is a song called "Now the Day" and so on. Yes, yes. Life is such. A, do you know the law of diminishing returns? I don't want your economics also. The law, there is a law in economics called the law of diminishing returns. It means that anything that rises at a point to get to its peak and it begins to fall. That's life. Life is full of just this thing. Anything. It will rise, uh, 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 then get to its highest level, then it begins to fall. So when you are beautiful, know that you are climbing the ladder of beauty. It will get to a point where the beauty will remain like this. It cannot go up again. Then it will begin to fall. And so know that you are not beautiful for nothing. Auntie, you are not beautiful for sex. Yes. Yeah. You are not beautiful to prey on guys. Obviously, you are here. The guys in your life, though, is uncountable. Yes. 
you are beautiful and, and you, you, you've seen things and you've, you've done things you've chewed things yeah they are, they are taking see, anytime I say this then they take their eyes anybody who takes his eyes from me you are a suspect yes. and God wants your life to become meaningful ah at least let's die proud servants of God yes die serving God never leave this earth without serving God it's the greatest mistake you can ever do you want to go to heaven who is in heaven who is there what has he asked you to do here God wants us to win souls bring somebody to me help somebody to know me and yet you don't want to do it and you want to die and go to him so when you meet him what are you going to say are you good for nothing are you beautiful for nothing do you think there is a, there's no reason why I have a pointed nose and not a flat nose or not a crobetolic nose? Do you know the acrobatolic nose? They're like the acrobato type of nose. Where it is. Oh yeah. So if you from, like from the frame up of your your body you now, if God gave you the acrobato type of nose, you would have been something else. Nobody would talk to you. Or the Le, the Lewis type of eye. And yet, and yet you are beautiful, and yet nobody has got to know Christ because of your beauty. Yes. Don't be beautiful for nothing. My brother, don't be handsome for nothing. Your handsomeness is not a ticket to fornicate. Because handsome guys don't usually struggle with ladies. They, they easily get somebody to sleep with. Oh, you don't have to beg after one uh, handsome gentleman. Then maybe uh, if you haven't happened today, you are not handsome. Uh, <laughs> handsome guys, there is there will always be a point where ladies will be either arguing or fighting because of you. Stay away from my guy. Stay away from my guy. Go and look for your own. Hey. One day a lady said, if you think I'll leave him for you, then over my dead body, I'll fight you till I die. Yes. What a foolish fight. And, and oh, one, one day I saw a, a, a guy sitting down. He was drinking tea. And two ladies were there. Would you go? And I said, oh, mom, go. I said, why are they fighting? I said, oh, and the guy was there said, Hey, fresh boy, are you now using your handsomeness to instigate fights? Handsome. Fidesh. You are not handsome for nothing. I'm telling you, God never made you the way you are for nothing. So you keep messing up and keep keep fooling. You get there and you you say, Hey, come here. Yes. 
and I'm sure there will be somebody ahead of you. You know, so, oh, please, when it comes to handsomeness, I didn't give you some, so you stand here. That one, you are free. But next person, then you come. Derek, then you come. You think I gave you the handsomeness for nothing? And yet, you were calling ladies all around you to train them to teach them how to. Some, some people, they don't want to come for years, but because of the choir director, they will come. They will come. Oh, they will come. You think? You think we don't know? We know. Even when they are sick and their head is tearing, you understand their head is tearing. Omuti, cry. They will come. Not necessarily because of the, the record. It's because of the, the director. And those of you use God's microphone to write love letters to your girlfriends. Yeah. Be careful. God is watching. Tell anybody, God is watching. And when both of them are in the quad, yeah, then that one is not a good thing at all. Then they'll take a microphone and as if and they'll be fooling as the church members including the pastor the pastor lift up your two hands begin to worship God begin to love God then the pastor too is being fooled then he will lift up his hands like this then he will turn to his girlfriend and he will sing And the pastor is also in the spirit. Not knowing he's communicating with his girlfriend. Then he will not go and sing you. Then this time he will be singing you. Then he will be singing you. Hey! Then you sing. If the ladies in the crowd, then the ladies will come and take the microphone. As if they are the way I and worship a real don't know. And you see the pastor Shapaya Kapaya. Shapaya Pa. Not knowing they are fooling us. Then the lady will take the microphone. I have made you too small in my heart. Oh dear, forgive me. And I have believed in a lie that you are dating a Christian. <laughs> hey! Are you beautiful for nothing? Ask your neighbor. Ask him, are you beautiful for nothing? Are you handsome for nothing? Mm. Yes. And God is up there looking at us. If the person gives announcement, Claudia, then everywhere I'm dying. Come and take the microphone. Oh, we are very happy to see you. Tell the truth. Say, I'm very happy to see you this morning. I hope, I, once I'm around, I hope you enjoy the service. Hey! Yes. 
God has given us handsomeness. Some of you are handsome. I'm telling you. Some, some of you, some of you, we call you a taste you can't resist. That, 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 that's your spiritual nickname. Tell you. You are a taste people can't resist. Do you know that there, there are some of the guys, when they propose to you, they confuse you. <laughs> Am I talking to some young men over here? Am I talking to some young ladies also? There are some of the young men and say that when they propose to you, they confuse you because you are already in a relationship, but just their presence confuses you. And you don't know whether to let go of the old one and move on with the new one. Or you, you don't know whether to keep the old commandment or the new commandment. <laughs> or to combine both and you are confused. There are some people, there are some people you, you can't resist their temptation. There are one people who are fail. You can pray, you can pray, pray for three hours. The moment you come out of your room, a very beautiful lady singing gospel songs. Then all of a sudden, a girl will pack. Fully air conditioned, unregistered, then you lower down the, the mirror. Say hello, baby. Only the voice only. Is it, why are you going? Can I can I give you a lift? Then you are confused. If you are not careful, when you enter, you not come back. Yes. So are you beautiful for nothing? Anytime God gives you beauty, and you begin to use it for the wrong cause, and He calls you back, and yet you don't listen. Calls you back, you don't listen. The beauty will be there, but the relevance and the benefit of the beauty will not come to you. Yes. I know of a woman, she was very beautiful. Oh, seriously. She was my relative. Very beautiful. I was a little boy. Very beautiful. She ended up having seven children with five men. Yes. Because if this one doesn't want, another person won't. Because she's beautiful. So marriage is just, they don't even marry. Sleep with this person, become pregnant, then something will happen. Then you say, hey, go your way. I'll keep the child. Then immediately the person leaves. His back, right? He will not take Then Somebody is also coming to put his back in the room. <laughs> Is somebody there? Is somebody there? Yes. You are not handsome for nothing. Okay. There is a reason why God made you the way you are. Yes. Yes. And so make sure you don't become good for nothing. Make sure your beauty doesn't become valueless. Yeah. And it's not too late. It has never. It has never been too late for any of us. Yes. There is always a comeback. There is always a comeback. If you can use your beauty to be a cell leader, gather people and teach them the word of God and lead them, lead them out to evangelize. There are some people that are and they will never follow me, but they will follow you. Oh, yes. yes. When I went for evangelism, I spoke to a guy. He told me he's thinking about it. I spoke to him. He's called Sapon. I spoke to him. I told him, Charlie, can you come and visit? Oh, you all think about it. I said, Oh, Charlie. I'm a pastor. 
said, Oh, I said, Oh, that's a big guy, I'm a big I'm so tired of being. When am I going to see you? So, we're in bed three weeks ago, a month. Hey! I realized that he will not come. Then I left him. When I left, Abigail went to him. Said, Oh, please, um, when am I going? Said, Oh, next week. I was surprised. I was here. Then when I saw the guy come like this, jang, 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 jang. Abigail was just sit here. Then he sat down. I said, Aha! The power of a lady. Yes. Abigail brought the gentleman. When I preached, listen on, when I preached after the sermon, the guy went home and told his friend that today uh, I attended the church. Eh? The pastor's message has changed me, so I'm a changed person. I'm telling you. He told he told he told the, the friend that now I've changed. You understand? All the foolish things have stopped out. I've changed. Then, I think it was on Monday that he told his friend. On Thursday, I needed some people to come and install my Moti TV. So I called a friend of mine. Not knowing he was staying with that friend of mine. So when he saw me, he saw me that I this the pastor. Then he told his friend, one of us off when he was This is the pastor I told you about. The pastor who preached my life was changed. And I didn't even know him. When I saw him, I didn't, I didn't recognize him. So he was standing there. He said, Pastor, you don't remember? I said, Yo, you just did something. I'm Ima, the guy. Ima, I said, Oh, is you? He said, Oh, yes, yes, yes. Then my friend told me that he said you preach the ceremony. He's, he's now a changed person. But when I invited him, he never came. For where? He will come. But when Abigail did, he came like water. But are you good for nothing? Are you good for nothing? If if you you can you can bring people to church because because of your nice looking, it, it, it is for nothing. Yes. And this year we are going to use everything we have to serve the Lord. Everything. Our money. Some of you have money. You don't want to give. Money there, I shouldn't go there. Somebody say, I'm entering there, I'm diving into it. Yes, when, when, when we say somebody is good for nothing, number two, it means that you have money, but it is not serving for the purpose of God. Yes, yes, is your money good for nothing? Yes, if you have money and God cannot chop some, it is not, it is no money. This gentleman, God is chopping his money so and he has money and he's always blessed. Is God blessing you? Yes, that's his wife. God is blessing them. You your money. This is one of my sons told me he, he started working. No, he, they paid him, he said the money's on expenses. And I said, You you are not serious. No, but I didn't have the expenses. So I said, For The money is already on his He hasn't paid his time. Yesterday, I asked him some bukatas or bukatios way that we took the money from them. I said, take the time, bring it. I was going to his background and I saw the money. I counted. I said, this is his time. This is first offering, 10 cities. Second offering, 10 cities. Keep it. And I told him, I've taken tight 
have you paid your tithe? He said no. Have you paid your um, offering first service? Second service? He said no. Then he said, is it people, is it human beings we have value. When they catch you, then you say, this person is also among. <laughs> have you done it before? He said, the pastor, this one too, he has taken his money. And I said, you need to bring your money. He said, it's in his bag. Then I opened the bag, it was there. I took his tithe. I took, I said, ask him. We're living here with 70 cities. There's two people. If you have money in God, God cannot chop your money, sir. It is no money. Look at the work we are doing over here. How do you feel when you come here and you see the place not not properly like built? How do you feel? Tell me when you enter, no, you started doing like this. Have you been to a house and they said, oh, auntie, you can take your seat there. You do it. Have you done it before? Me too. When I go to a place, the first thing I do is I look at the environment and Charlie, I'm going to Wisconsin. You see, you know, Charlie, you know, Charlie, you know, And it changes your perception about the person. You know, this guy is a blessed person. Just, just that's why sometimes customers are convinced to give their money to people because of the office. There are some of the offices you enter, so they have money. I even look at the stuffing chair, Bogus furniture. Yes, yes. Look at small office, air condition too. Look at this flat screen. Oh, look at the curtains. They have money. It's a business strategy. It's a business. Now, if you are doing business, if you have an office, let it be one of the nicest places. People enter and they think you have. Look at Mikes Chapel. The guy was a marketer. He was doing marketing. So, marketing has to do with packaging. That's it. If you, the product may not be nice. But if you can package it well, look at this thing. Look at it. Is it nice? The way the design and what have you. Maybe the thing in it may not be as sweet as. But the packaging alone will make somebody pay for it. The guy started Mickey's Chapel. Then he invested his money into it. All the things, all the, the first um, auditorium, it was his money. There's that. There's this. There's Then he had some anointing. Then he mixed it with the anointing. Then all the big men started changing their churches. Oh, that's a nice church. I like air-conditioned auditorium. Soundproof. You enter. Everything is nice. The chairs is not a plastic chair. Oh, I, I like this church. So when he starts on the podium and he said, Oh, I'm raising an offering of 10,000 Ghana cities. Then about 5, 10 people. How much is that? How much is that? 10,000 Ghana cities. 10 people. I don't want to go school. 100,000 Ghana cities or 1 billion old currency. That's the first 10 people. Then you come to 50,000, 20,000, 10,000, 5,000, 2,000. By the time they will close their service, they will be able to make something. I'm not saying it's going to chop, but they will be able to gather something to invest. Now, do you know they have a new plot? They bought a 
very fast plot. They, they move from this place. They, they, are, they said they are building some big auditorium being that atomic area. Your office is not nice. Even your, your, the way you dress. You are wearing African wear. We don't know whether you are wearing African wear or you are wearing Ethiopian wear or Indian wear. You see, if you want to look casual, if it's fine, look good. If it's African wear, sometimes you need to be. Today we are going to work, so I just they want to dress seriously. They are from here now. We are working. So, and it's very important. And people enter the place and they do like this. House have grown stingy and they've covered the money they have, and they said, I will not allow God to, to, to use my money. No, 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 God using my money. No, no, I can't do that. And also, anytime you hold back anything from God, know that you are holding back your future. When God asks you for money, He refuses to give it to you. Know that your financial destiny is what you are holding, and you can never move forward. Is somebody with me? Is somebody here? And so I said, being good for nothing. What does it mean when some say somebody is good for nothing? What's the first point? You are beautiful for nothing. It's my beauty for nothing. What's the second one? Is your money good for nothing? Because so many people help so many causes apart from the work of God. If your money is not in the kingdom of God, you've not done anything with the money God gave you. Follow me. I'm saying that if your money cannot be found, this was you are seeing, eh? it is just a combination of people's money. Yes. Yes. The chair, the fan, the instruments. Things you are seeing, it is some people bringing or fusing or harnessing together their money. That's what you are seeing. Can you hear me when I speak? The microphone is somebody's money. The speakers, somebody's money. The prepaid, somebody's money. The fan, the fan, the fan, somebody's money. The roof, somebody's money. The chair somebody's money. But what about your money? What about your money? One day a Nigerian guy walked to the church. He, that was his first time of coming to church. And he was sitting here. He was here with his friend. Yeah, I was preaching. And I said, oh, Chaplin, we need to we need to build the house of God. We want to do something because we need, if you can help us. Then I was even raising an offering. I started for 50 cities because I know your pocket. the church members came. Oh, we close the guy. Came and said, I when you were raising the offering, I, I felt, listen to what when you were raising the offering, I felt that God was telling me to help the project. So I'll give you 400 cities. But I'll bring it next week. And I said, oh, no, because me, I've heard it. Uh, people promise that they don't visit. I said, 
Okay, then I told him that let's go and bring it out, pray for him. That's what I told him. Then he left. Listen, Saturday in, in the afternoon, we were going for evangelism. That was the time we went for evangelism. We were going for evangelism when he called and he said, Pastor, please, where are you? I'm at the church. And I said, Oh, we went for evangelism. We are now coming. We are on our way. He said, Oh, tomorrow I will not be able to come to your church because I'll be going to my church at airport residential area. But I, I brought the pledge I, I, because I will not be able to come tomorrow, so I brought it. And I said, oh, really, I'm coming. When I came, he gave it to me, then I gave it to one of my sons. Count the money. Then he counted, he said, 400. Then I held his hand. He said, may God bless you. Okay, God bless you. Now, this was the first time I'm seeing you. Just last Sunday. I don't know you, I've never met you before. But if you can. The first day this gentleman also walked into the church. He saw the CD, remember? First day, the first day, sold a seed. Sold a seed. Sold a seed. First day. There are some of the churches, God brought you there to look at certain needs. You know, give them money for this one. Give them money for this one. But know that if your money cannot be used for the things of God, it is good for nothing. It is good for nothing. And you answer, you think you go scot free? There are some people that have been given. Is he? To him that much is given, much is required. In other words, you will be asked to account for much. If I give you 20 billion, I would expect you to account for 20 billion. Yes. So, please, are you good for nothing this morning? That's my question. As you are there, ask yourself, is my life valuable to God? What is it that, that is in my life that I'm doing for God? I can say, so I'm doing this and this and this for God. And the problem, the third one, let me add this one and go. The third one is that if your life is not serving for the purpose of God, it is good for nothing. Yes, your life. The greatest, listen, the greatest gift a man can give to anybody is his life. Not a gift, not not a car. If you give me a car, I'll thank you. If you build a house for me, I'll thank you. But if you can give me your life, I'll be very much appreciated. Oh yes. Because love, you see, love or the greatest of all the love is when a man decides to give himself. Not a gift. As we are all here, let's ask if we all had money and we we're all giving money, 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 money. Who do the work of God? Because me too, by the time me too, I'll, I'll be seated, then I also sow money. I'll give you money to help. This one, I'll, I'll give money. This one, I'll give money. Then they'll ask, then who is going to do the work? And so if you give money or give any gift. Know that there is nothing compared to giving yourself. That is why God is not interested in your money. He's interested in you. Yeah. God doesn't like gifts from us. Listen, follow me. Follow me. God doesn't need your gift. He needs you. He needs you. Oh, but I've been giving money. He doesn't need your tithe. He needs you. 
are. What is marriage? What is marriage? Marriage is simply when a man or a woman says that from today onwards, my body is yours. Everything I have is yours. That is marriage. Can you marry a, a woman who tell you, please, you can touch my hair, but as for here and here, you can't touch. Can you marry somebody like that? Can you live with somebody like that? No. It's a big no. And so God needs you. God doesn't need your money. So you, you come to church once and you come and give some little money and drop it. And you think that is what God needs. God needs you. Tell your neighbor, God needs you. Tell your neighbor, God needs you. Jesus said, No man has this greater love that a man should give his life. The greatest gift you can get on earth is a life. I'm telling you. Yes. That is why the point God was confused as to whether Abraham would interpret the, the gift he has given him, the son. Or as to whether that son he has given Abraham could destroy their relationship. So he gave Abraham a son. When the boy was 12 years old, God said, Sacrifice him for me. Go and lay him on the altar and kill him. It wasn't an easy task for Abraham at all. God wanted to know, this man, does he like the gift more than myself? Yeah. And some of you, you love yourself more than God. You love, you love so many things more than God. The work of God is the last thing you talk about. Yes. It's a routine. You just come, sit here, sing small, then you pay offering, then you pay tithe, then you lift up your two hands, and somebody will come and stand here and say something over you, and you go home. Hello? God doesn't need your, your, your money. God doesn't need your car. God doesn't need anything. God needs your life. Tell your neighbor, God needs your life. I can't hear you. You must get to the point where you, you can say that oh, but your but your and but your fashion when you work for God, you've not worked for your pastor. That's what people some people use the things say, oh, so for and a boy, ya boy, no, woa boame. Ah, woa boame. Can you help me? And do you think I would even be here? I would even be here. So who can go here? Man, who can pay? Even then, who buy now? Buy fifty CD. Who buy now? Buy twenty CD. Buy ten CD. Now they buy. Sikapa me the grass. Who discover grass? How much? Buy my buy sorry ne pa. So for now, we say buy my buy no. Anytime you give anything to God or you bring anything to that, you are not giving it to a human being. Please. You are not giving it to me. When you help, oh, Charlie, we are helping. Yeah, yeah, we will have the pastor member. Then you will do it. Don't, don't think you are doing it for me. Me? You, you can work for me. 
what I'm doing, I'm not working for a human being. I don't expect my reward from a man. Why should you expect, uh, or expect your reward from me? It's, it's very shocking. Please. God needs your life or hold it back. You can't give half. Jesus, if you meet me, see me, see me, see me, see me, see me, see me, you can have my hands, but my mouth is not part. Take it. It's not interesting. It is either you give all you or you keep back gold. Take it. That's a lot of you. You, you, don't, you don't work for God anymore. Is it working for God? We have to come and beg you. We have to come and beg you, Charlie. The part of you want me to come and beg someone like you must go nowadays your last day is, is serious can't you see you are changing oh, you, can't, you can't see he has changed but it's not completely changed gradually you are falling oh, you can't see that yes first he must go he was standing here like this. Yes. Oh, it was, it, was, it was this gentleman who danced and Bishop was laughing. When Bishop's father was laid in state, all his friends came. They were, they were greeting him. The man was quiet. In dark lens or spectacles or glasses, he was there like this. Then they started playing a song. Then the boy came. Then, what's the name of the man? He said, it's called Nanai J.C. Kappa. He said, wow. This guy is bringing modernity into, into traditional dancing. He said, what's his name? I like him. I like him. He's my friend. Nanai J.C. Kappa. Where all the dignity, even vice presidents and what have you were around. Then, he was doing this again. Charlie, I didn't know. Yam fen free suram brewa. Unto me now. Then I saw Abigail. Abigail also went. Abigail was dancing. Yet, Nana Jessica was not talking about her. Then Abigail went to sit down. Then Alice also went. And Derek. And yet it was you. It was you. The light was on you. Yes. And, and there was a woman, a kete dancer. When the woman changes the thing, then it must will change. So all the dignitaries there were giving him money, not the kete dancer. This is a professional dancer called to dance under the funeral of our presiding bishop, Bishop Ajinasari's father. Where vice president, even... Um, Despite came there with his Bentley, he came. Mama was there, and he, this boy, was dancing. Somebody will say, This is my mind, this is my mind. He was there. Then Bishop did like this. Ah, somebody who is mourning, oh, he has forgotten that his father is lying there. Then he started to give him like this. This boy, and he was dancing. Then the women took money. A, a, a rich woman. She came just flashing the money. Then he must took the money, put in the money in his pocket. Then the woman removed the money from his pocket. 
Because I am the Kesedansa, I must receive the money. So when somebody is bringing money, then that's what made Bishop laugh. Then he must go do like this. Then they put the money in his pocket. So the woman will not see. Then Bishop started laughing. What a blessing to perform in the presence of your prophet and presiding bishop. And right after that moment, Bishop started going down. Going, going. He was put you come for Ria's house. How come? He will not come. He must. Nowadays we don't see you in church. How come? He must. What is happening? How come? And that was it. So today that I'm seeing him again, receive the strength to rise up from every every struggles in your life in Jesus' name. So, no, no, God needs your life, not what you can give him. Yeah. And you think the devil will sit back and watch you. So, know that they, they, they told Jesus, ah, you saw good things, where from the dead? He said, an enemy has done this. Oh, yes. Always expect an enemy. When you want to work for God, expect an enemy. They will come on. Come in various forms, fight you cause you to stop what you are doing for God. You know, this year I've received bullets. So I've gotten to the point where I've, I've made up my mind that I, I, I'm working for God. That's all. It's not about what I can get or what I will not get. I don't care. I'm ready to be a local preacher in Afiyama for the rest of my life till I die. Provided I can preach for your life to change. I can, I can say something at least in my foolishness let me say something for somebody to change to get to know God am I helping to know Jesus am I helping you then maybe my work is, is, is being accomplished not all the pastors are called to be big men how many Bishop Atinasaris do we have how many how many Duncan Williams do we have oh. the big and the great men of God in Ghana they are not even more than 20 the, 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 the public figures, the Otabels, the Duncan Williams, the Sam Grantiancres, the Adjanasaris, the Bishop Dax, five. Is to the Anaba. Then Pentecost former chairman, Apostle Poko Yinaas, when they are like him. Seven. Reverend of Okay, eight. Obinim nine. Upon what ten? Salifwa mwa kumwet. Then you you do you know Zagodie? Do you know Zagodie? Do you know Zagodie? Do you Zagodie rapper? Debbie. So you don't know. So you see, you can't even cry. Nothing. But it will surprise you to know that there are so many men of God in Ghana. Preaching the word of God, doing the work of God. Some of them you don't know them. Some of them talk to you on radio. You've never seen them before. But you listen to their messages on radio and you are transformed. Their life is becoming helpful to you. What about your life? Is your life good for nothing? What about my, my time is up? My time is up. 
last week somebody told me, Pastor, you promised to close at 11.30 in the second service. You didn't. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So today I'll close at exactly 11.30. What about your life? Is your life good for nothing? The Bible says that you are the salt of the world. If the salt loses its saltiness, it becomes good for nothing. And what do we do with it? Let it is away. And people walk on it. Do you understand what, what it means by true? It is used for quota. Do you know that when they are making a road, that black liquid you see that is spread on the road before they put the garments, it's called Kota. They use salt. They use so many salts to do it. It's very salty. They use salt and some other liquids and they mix it up. Salt, salt, salt. So when Jesus said it's thrown away and men walk on it, on they trample on it, you are used for Kota. I didn't say Kopao. Kota. Do you know Kota? And so people walk on you to their blessings. But you'll be down there. Because you've lost your saltiness. Yes. Haven't you heard somebody? Oh, Charlie, hey. First of all, now, Master, I'm going to say, Now that we were working over here, then I saw a pastor. He was drunk. So full. And the trousers were shining around. And now, you know, 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 you your, your name will not be in the past in the name of Jesus. People will not say, It will not be your story in the name of Jesus. Sweet. 
Father, I pray. Can you stand to your feet? Let me pray for you. I pray for the restoration of gifts. If there is any among us who have lost our gift as a result of not taking into consideration the things you've given us. Father, may you restore to us our gift. If there is any among us who have lost in saltiness, Father, I pray, O oh God, that may your angels restore back their saltiness in the name of Jesus. May they never be good for nothing. May it never be said of them that they are good but for nothing. Help them to become good for something in your house. Help them in their families. Help them at their workplaces. Help them. Lord, by the time your children leave earth, let them live here with joy that they have accomplished what you gave them to do. Thank you for forgiveness of sins. Thank you for restoration. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, amen. If you want to put your hands together, you want to do it better. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For further information on Reverend Imosdako's tips and books, please send us a mail at rev.imosdako at gmail.com or call plus 233-503-861-399. Thank you for your time and God bless you.